Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help themselves. You will hear me feature amazing people from around the world who are making a difference helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. In Irish folklore, there is the tale of the salmon of knowledge. It is said that this salmon gained its knowledge from eating the nine hazelnuts that fell into the well of wisdom from the surrounding hazelnut trees. The first person to taste its flesh would be wiser than all other men. Finnegus was a poet and one of the wisest men in Ireland. Finnegus had tried for seven years to catch this fish, but had no luck. One day, a young warrior named Finn had come to live with Finnegus. Finn was unaware of the legend about the salmon of knowledge. When Finn asked Finnegus why he spent his days fishing, Finnegus just smiled and gave no reply. Then one spring morning, Finn heard a shout and a mighty splash. Finnegus had caught a salmon. It was quite the fish, and its body shone like silver. Finnegus immediately knew he had caught the salmon of knowledge. After his struggle to catch the fish, Finnegus was too tired to cook it, so he ordered Finn to do so. Finnegus warned Finn not to eat the fish, not even a mouthful. Finn built a fire and cooked that salmon very carefully, but when he was doing so, he burnt his thumb on a drop of hot fish fat. To relieve the pain, he quickly put his thumb in his mouth. When Finn brought the fish to Finnegus, the wise poet noticed there was something different about Finn. There was a whole new wisdom in Finn's eyes. Finnegus asked if Finn had eaten any of the salmon to which he had replied, no. But then he remembered he had burnt his thumb and put it in his mouth. Finnegus knew at that point that Finn now had the wisdom of the salmon of knowledge and more so the wisdom of the world. Finnegus was very sad. He knew he would never be the wisest man in Ireland, but he was happy for Finn. The deep knowledge and wisdom of the salmon of knowledge allowed Finn to become leader of Vienna and the greatest warrior they had ever known. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing writer, director, and founder of August Island Pictures and fisherman Mark Titus. He will share his story of the wisdom that salmon has given to him. In addition, he will talk about his award-winning documentary, The Breach, which he collaborated with executive chef, restaurateur, and author Tom Douglas in the hopes of saving wild salmon. Tom Douglas will be joining us later on the show, too. So stick around after this quick break. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing writer, director, and founder of August Island Pictures and fisherman Mark Titus. As well as later, we will be interviewing executive chef, restaurateur, author Tom Douglas, who helped to make Mark's award-winning documentary, The Breach, possible. Thank you for being here today, Mark. Hi, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Sakura. Yeah. So how long have you loved salmon? I grew up fishing for salmon. In fact, um, I caught my first king salmon when I was two years old. Um, well, uh, as the story goes, I was in the boat anyway, and uh, my dad had bought me this tiny little Snoopy rod, and he <laughs> brought this big 30-pound or so king up next to the boat, and I got so excited, I threw my rod at it, and the rod was gone, and <laughs> my dad got the fish. Uh, so I, I chalked that up as my first fishing experience. You helped with him. And I was bit. Oh, and you were bit by the fish, too? I was. Well, oh I was goodness. bit by the bug of the heart. Oh, bit by yes. the bug of the heart. Yes, wow. to uh, be a fisherman. I think from that point on. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So would you, you had also fished in, in Bristol Bay. Is that correct? So, uh, sadly I have not fished, uh, as a commercial fisherman in Bristol Bay until 
the making of um, my new film, The oh, Wild. Okay. Uh, but um, when I was a younger person, uh, in my college years, I had an opportunity to go up and uh, learn how to work, basically. <laughs> um, I, a friend of my, my best friend from uh, high school's dad um, found a job for us working in a salmon processing plant on the Wood River in, um, outside of Dillingham, Alaska. And uh, we went, and I thought it was the greatest adventure I could dream up. And um, I definitely learned how to work there. Yeah. So you spent a lot of your summers there then? Or? Yeah. So three, uh, three of my college summers were spent in, um, in Bristol Bay, working mm-hmm. um, basically on a freezer packing line and packing up salmon, sending it out to the world. Wow. Um, later on, I'd spend my 20s uh, in uh, southeast Alaska as a wilderness fishing guide. Okay, okay. And you got to know, obviously, then, the people in Bristle Bay. I did, um, to an extent. And, you know, it was it's interesting because when you... Bristle Bay becomes sort of a melting pot in the summertime. Um, it's... Everything revolves around the salmon returning. And so folks from all over the world come to work up there. I mean, literally, all over the world. There's folks um, from uh, Africa, from Croatia, from... Um, Middle East. I mean, there's people mm. from everywhere that I had are, no idea. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's really interesting, and um, and you're there for that short, concentrated little burst of energy where those salmon come back. And uh, I have a dear friend of mine that um, talks about it at like a great birth. Yeah. This this um, wave of of mass of biomass um, and energy from the earth that comes to return and make new life, and it fuels the economy and um, it fuels the the souls and the uh, uh, the social lives and the uh, spiritual lives of the people that make that their home there. Mm, okay. So how did you end up back in Bristol Bay then after your college years? Well, I, I never would have imagined that um, my summer job, my college summer job, um, would become the epicenter of my life. Um, and um, what happened was I, um, I was working on another job as a, as a director at this point in, in – um, my uh, early 30s and I was going to a a commercial shoot in California and um, I had this little thing just come in through the window um, about salmon um, and realized that I needed to tell that story right now and Mm. so as such uh, that led me all the way back to Bristol Bay in making my first feature documentary The Breach. And what is The Breach about? The breach is a love. You can st- summarize it <laughs> for us. The breach is a love story for wild salmon. It's my best version of one, anyway. Um, because I fell in love with them so early, um, I didn't really understand uh, exactly where the movie was going at the beginning. But um, I just knew that it had to have a reverence for salmon. So I basically tell the historical story of how salmon and humans interact, and it doesn't usually end up well for the salmon. Mm-hmm. At least it hasn't in the last thousand years. But there's one place that's perfect the way it is, that it's, it's been that way for 10,000 years, and it's Bristol Bay. Huh. And so uh, the breach looks at that history and then compares and contrasts what it takes to uh, restore the immen- uh, immense amount of effort to restore a river system back to a productive salmon habitat versus protecting a place like Bristol Bay as it is intact and perfect. Okay. So what's going on with the wild salmon for a lot of us that don't know? Wild salmon have had a a tough road to hoe here. Um, Again, with really with human interaction, once human beings uh, come in great populations to places where wild salmon have thrived. um, And I mean that by, um, you know, colonial white folks from uh, Euro-American folks um, settling into an area like the Pacific Northwest here. And the abundance of salmon makes folks think, you know, there were millions and millions and millions of them here in Puget Sound. And folks were like, well, we'll never see the end of them. So Mm. we'll just keep harvesting them. And they did, and they overfished for them. And then as important, they, um, our forebears um, really didn't do a great job of taking care of their rivers where they need to make babies. So they would dam them. They would log clear down to the rivers and through the rivers and create, um, have no anchoring systems inside of the, the river systems anymore so that 
in the winter when it started to rain, all the uh, there was no nothing to hold back all the mud on the sides of the hills, and they would literally um, drown or you know mm. m- cause um, the spawning beds to be uh, covered up. Yeah. Um, and the the biggest thing though was the dams. Uh, really, in this part of the world. Once the dams went into the the major systems like the Columbia and the Snake River, um, territory was really forever cut off from um, historical migrating patterns. And and it leaves us to a place where we are now, which is a a tough place for for wild salmon in this part of the world. Right, right. And for those of us that don't know, I mean, I'm from Chicago, so we don't fish a lot there. Um, The salmon have to make it back to where they were born and that's where they spawn correct yep and so yeah that's a huge it's a huge journey for them right and and that's the thing is you know we we can't control the ocean conditions that are changing right now um there are certain things that are completely out of our control but um we can control how we treat the spots where they make their babies Mm -hmm. and they need those spots in order to for the cycle to continue okay okay so, and what's the biggest threat right now in Alaska, in Bristol Bay? Bristol Bay has been facing for several decades now exploration um, of a open pit copper mine uh, called the Pebble Mine. Um, it's a it's backed by a Canadian company called Northern Dynasty, and um, they've had multiple different partners over the years. All of them have backed out financially um, to this point, um, but under the current administration, um, they have somehow gotten through and into the permitting process through our Army Corps of Engineers and Mm -hmm. um, are on a fast track to get permitted by 2020 and build what would be North America's largest open pit copper mine in the headwaters of the largest sockeye salmon run left on Earth. Wow. Well, I'm going to come back to that, but we're going to have to take a quick break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S A K U R A Skin and Mind. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Years in the making, doctor recommended, and available through Amazon. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm currently looking for people to hypnotize for free as long as you are willing to share your experience later on the air. 
So if you are interested, please email me, sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing writer, director, and founder of August Island's Pictures and fisherman Mark Titus, as well as later we'll be interviewing executive chef, restaurateur, author Tom Douglas, who helped to make Mark's award-winning documentary, The Breach, possible. And so before the break, Mark, we were talking about the biggest threat right now in, in Bristle Bay, which is the copper mine. And what other effects is it going? I mean, that's all of salmon, so that's going to affect salmon everywhere? Well, the important thing to note about Bristol Bay is it's the um, largest functioning sustainable fishery uh, in North America and arguably the world. Um, Alaska learned from the mistakes that we made here in the lower 48, and they put a, um, restrictions on the way that they fish, and they, um, they call that escapement. What, what that means is it's a mandate in their state constitution that they allow enough salmon to escape past nets into the river systems before folks actually start fishing for them. So they make sure they get whatever their quota is in order to ensure survival. So say it's 4 million fish up into the system before a single net goes into the water. And as mentioned before, you know, there aren't any places left like this in the lower 48 where just like last year, 64 million sockeye salmon came back to Bristol Bay on their own without any kind of enhancement um, the year before um, was 59 million, and they're expecting 40 plus million again this year. Um, it is the way; it's a it's a perfect system for wild salmon, and any kind of changes that are going to be made in an industrial way are going to have effects. And something like a giant open pit copper mine could certainly have major deleterious effects. Yeah, and not just on the salmon, on the people, and yeah, yeah, the people. Uh, everything surrounds uh, salmon in that part of the world. It's part of the spiritual, cultural, social, and economic life of the people that are there now mm-hmm. and who have been there and um, have been subsisting on salmon for over 4,000 years. Yeah. So you had touched earlier on, um, so we're speaking of the spiritual um, essence of the salmon. So how have the salmon saved you? Well, it's interesting that you picked up on the Salmon of Wisdom story from Ireland. Um, because that was the inspiration behind the voice of the salmon in the breach. Okay. And um, I think as I was listening to you recount that story, it really is about transformation and it's about awakening. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been something that has uh, been a big part of my life in the last 19 months. And um, it had to do with uh, going to a very dark place of um, depression and uh, alcoholism and um, going all the way down into that place in uh, 2016 and the first part of 2017 until I reached a point where um, I needed to find help. I needed to ask for help. And I never thought that would be possible. I never thought I would need that. I never, um, that was always discouraged, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up. That was a sign of weakness um, and the salmon show us by their physical act of returning year after year and giving their very lives so that life can t- continue that sacrifice and surrender to something that's greater and bigger and po- more powerful than yourself. Um, that, that act has been my inspiration. Um, and it really was the thing that, um, kept me going and and moving into a new state of transformation in my own life. Okay. And so I have to ask, what was the pivotal point in your downward spiral? You know, I, um, I know lots of folks that deal with depression and mental illness and um, substance abuse disorder uh, now, yeah. especially now. Yeah. And, um, and there are, there are similar stories of, of, hitting a certain point where things just kind of tipped over. And for me, it was in um, November of uh, 2016, and I had a series of, of things happen in sequential order, like seemingly random, but they all happened at the same time. My mom got sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma uh, took a serious health decline and um, was heading towards hospice. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we elected a new president, and um, that was something that... Uh, all of it combined in the space of four days took what was um, my natural inclination to cope with the, the medicine I'd mm-hmm. always had most of my, all of my life, really, since a young guy, 
and and uh, and and become dependent on it. And um, and that led me to about six six months of uh, a downward trajectory uh, where I essentially isolated myself completely um, mm-hmm. from the people around me, from the rest of the world, and um, and had come to a place uh, where I'm I'm not sure if I didn't get help, I'm not sure that uh, I would have come out of it. Okay. And so there were a couple of gifts given to you that brought that life back for you. The the interesting part about this all is um, again I mentioned the the word re- surrender, you mm-hmm. know, and for me, um, surrendering to the idea that that any any kind of outside help or that I needed it or or would have to rely on it was so foreign, um, but. I found it in connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma, Dorothy, before she passed, right at the very end, um, she had been in, uh, she'd been unconscious for a couple of days and I walked in the room, she, she sat up and um, she mouthed out the words, I love you. And mm-hmm. um, um, it, was, it was her gift to me. We were, we were incredibly connected mm-hmm. in a very uh, meaningful, spiritual kind of way. And um, she was telling me to to keep going and to to wa- to to awaken and transform, yeah. And and that I could let go of her and she could go now, yeah. And wow. so it came from her, and then it came from um, a three year old, well at the time two year old niece, mm-hmm. um, who loved me so much. She wrapped her arms around me and wanted me to come with her to a baseball game, and I I wouldn't because um, I I was so wrapped in my isolation and um and I needed I needed this chemical and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't take it there and so um I saw her crying and uh, wailing and she was taken taken from me out to go off to this game and I walked inside the house and I called the hospital mm-hmm. wow that's a that's a big step definitely well mm-hmm. so and then now you're paying it forward and you're throwing it into something that you truly love and the whole thing about you say, how do you save something you love? You save something you love by acknowledging that there is something to love and having the ability to love something. Um, it took a long time for me to come to that place about uh, about myself, mm-hmm. um, about, um, I, I think it, at its root, you, you save something by loving something. You know, if you invest enough um, into your, uh, your pursuit, mm-hmm. because, but if it's based on love, mm-hmm. um, you will find the way to keep going. The salmon show us this by making it past unbelievable obstacles to get yeah. upstream, sometimes hundreds of miles, to, um, to beat their bodies to death and, and to deliver new life. Wow, okay. So was that part of the breach at all, or is this part of your new documentary? I know you can give us a little bit of maybe some teasers. <laughs> so um, yeah, I definitely feel like um, the new film is uh, called The Wild. It's mm-hmm. a sequel to The Breach, and it is um, a, a very stark look at what's going on specifically there, whereas The Breach was kind of a big-picture look at the history of salmon as a whole and restoration versus protection, the new movie really completely concentrates on this one incredibly sacred place. And, um, yeah, I'd say it's fair to say that um, look at it through a very personal lens uh, this time around. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. On this weekly Skinny, I would like to talk about hypotrichosis. What is an adequate lashes? No one has to suffer from hypotrichosis anymore with the invention of lash growth products. There are many products on the market. Most over-the-counter lash growth products primarily contain amino acids, lipids, biotin, and peptides. Of course, the most popular brand not sold over-the-counter and rather at a physician's office is Latisse. This is the only one to contain vimatoprost, which is a prostaglandin. Latisse began its life as a glaucoma medication. During the initial clinical studies of the product, researchers discovered that their glaucoma medication had a side effect longer lashes. At that point, the drug was simply rebottled and rebranded as Latisse by the drug maker Allergan and sold as a cosmetic treatment to increase lash length. 
Today, Latisse is the only FDA-approved product for growing lashes and increasing lash thickness. They ended up unfortunately patenting their formulation so that no other lash growth products could use bimatoprost ingredient. Just because it is FDA approved, however, does not make it better. Certain reactions that could potentially happen are the changing color of lighter eyes, the purple pigmenting of the eyelids and below the eyes and while using the product, as well as drying out of the lashes, which could cause them to go through cycles of actually falling out because there are no added peptides or conditioning products. Still, it is a very powerful lash growth product if you are willing to risk the side effects. Revitalash is another popular eyelash growth serum. It was originally invented by an ophthalmologist who helped bring back lashes and brows for his wife who had survived breast cancer but lost all of her lashes and brows in the process. It, is also, it also used to have bimatoprost in it until Latisse filed suit. It now contains peptides, botanicals, and a proprietary biopeptide complex. Results are achieved within weeks of using Revitalash every night. I personally have used both and experienced the side effects of Latisse. I also started to be concerned with the idea that if I were to develop glaucoma later in my old age, would medicine work if I were to use Latisse for years just to grow my lashes? So I switched to Revitalash. I have experienced zero side effects and it works. In fact, I had a client who lost her lashes and brows during chemo and after using Revitalash was able to bring it all back and have them both be lusher and longer than ever before. If you are interested in getting your lashes or brows back without having to do extensions, then pick up your Revitalash at Sakura Skin and Mind today. 206-730-7429. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind. Erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget this show airs right here every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing writer, director, and founder of August Island Pictures and fisherman Mark Titus. And later on, we will be actually be interviewing also executive chef, restaurateur, and author Tom Douglas. So before the break, we were sh- you were sharing your story, and thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. So, so what was the difference in filming uh, the second documentary, The Wild, versus your first documentary, The, the Breach? I think we touched uh, a little bit on this, but the um, the idea that this was a, a bit of an awakening for mm-hmm. me. Um, and when I first uh, started filming The Wild, um, it was as a different person. I, I had um, devoted my life to, at this stage of the game, um, being a sober person and a person in recovery. And um, that meant not having usual old sort of crutches to to lean on and and ways of doing things that had uh, become rote so um i had developed a new set of tools and uh came to rely on those tools and um saw things from a very different perspective um and really i think connected on on a very different and and a more meaningful way Mm -hmm. more meaningful level Mm -hmm. um this time around, um, perhaps with other, with other folks and with an eye towards saving what we love. And, yeah. you know, cause in this case, um, in a very real way, it was, it had had something to do with, you know, saving my own life. So. Right. And how many days sober were you when you were filming? Yeah. At, that, at that point I was about 60 days sober. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and was heading up into, um, a very remote place with a lot of camera gear and, um, by myself and, huh. um, you know, on you know, onto a fishing boat um, that I hadn't been on before, um, and uh, you know, fishing communities uh, can be notoriously uh, pretty heavy drinking, party, and you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, places exactly. of the world, and um, didn't really know what to expect, and so I relied heavily on on community um, mm-hmm. and stayed in touch with folks, and um, and really dug in 
to that central question of the film, like how do you say what you love? And that's um, and these salmon, you know, they are they are great. They are a great mystery of themselves and are emblematic of the greater mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, they absolutely kept me going and inspired me through the whole thing. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I know you said, too, at one point to me that you didn't really want to show yourself in your first movie in The Breach, correct? Yeah, I was I was, uh, I was led to do that by my <laughs> producer, yeah. uh, Susan LaSalle, who um, uh, really... Uh, convinced me that it would it would make a lot more sense. It would make things a, a, more, a more personal story, mm-hmm. um, and uh, be able to folks would be able to relate to it a bit better. And um, so I was kind of pushed into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't I, you know? I really wanted to stay behind the camera, and um, and I think I think it worked out. I mean, it gave it structure, and right. you know, you never know when you're starting these things where you're going to completely end up, and. Um, the point is the journey, and mm-hmm. you know it's led to to this place in in life. And I'm just really grateful and hoping to be of service to other folks in, yeah. in the, especially these these silver anadromous cousins of ours. <laughs> and you can be right because now that you have this self love, you are able to love other people and share in that. It's you know it's true. It's um, uh, it's it's hard to mouth those words, but. Uh, it's true, though, that um, yeah, finding finding a place of self care and um, your kind of your order in the in the universe is mm-hmm. um, is a, a tremendous gift, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one I I certainly don't take lightly or for granted. Yeah. So, how do we save salmon? Well, the the prescription that uh, Tom Douglas and I offer up, especially for Bristol Bay in particular, um, is to eat wild salmon, mm. and. Um, that may seem counterintuitive. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why would you Why would you kill something and consume it uh, uh-huh. if you love it? Um, and the the reasoning behind this is that um, it's it's got several points to it. The the main thing is if you demand wild salmon on your plate, you're going to demand the habitat for that wild salmon to stay intact and stay pristine so those wild salmon can keep coming back to your plate mm-hmm. over and over again in perpetuity. And mm-hmm. we know with a place that's got incredibly stringent management practices like Bristol Bay that that is a sustainable run. It'll keep going. It's demonstrated it. in uh, It just broke records again last summer. Um, so it's a perfectly sustainable fishery. It's the best protein you can put in your planet, if you, if you in your body from mm-hmm. the planet. If you, uh, if you do eat... Uh, animals, then um, it's the best thing you can you could possibly eat. And mm-hmm. we know that it's a sustainable choice. Okay. So how would this affect what's going on in Bristol Bay? How does that affect people in, let's say, Lincoln, Nebraska? People in the rest of North America or the world may never have heard of Bristol Bay. But everybody I've found traveling the country um, after showing the breach back in 2015 uh, found a way to have a personal connection to these fish based on their own personal experiences. Sometimes it was through remembering fishing or camping or hiking um, adventures with um, grandfathers or grandmothers. Um, Sometimes it was about um, having reverence for something like the family farm. Mm. Sometimes it was um, uh, about, you know, uh, things that were involving food and where people got their, their local food source. And Bristol Bay, once folks see what's what's at stake there and, um, you know, how it is the last of its kind in, in our country and in, in this world, they really get a sense of ownership, emotional ownership in it. And, um, and I think people can relate to that based on the historical world around them, mm-hmm. wherever that is. Yeah, and I think that your documentary, The Breach, really fulfilled that. For Thanks. me, anyway, I was very eye-opening. <laughs> Thank you. So so what do you say to people that are like, well, why don't we just continue with hatcheries and farming salmon? What's the big deal? Right. And um, it's actually, to me, it's understandable why people think that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've done a really great job at creating medicines to extend life and uh, make our, our lives uh, more... Um, comfortable and mm-hmm. uh, our technology has done a, an incredible things for us um, but uh, oftentimes it seems to me that we rely on 
our technology to get us out of everything, every kind of jam that we create for ourselves. And I think that's the case with, with hatcheries and fish farms. Um, to be clear, hatcheries are necessary in this part of the world if people want to fish at all or, or have salmon. And in this case, sometimes they're feeding um, orcas as well. Yeah. Um, and it's because, though, we, we have come to depend on them. Um, as a person who understands yeah. what a dependency means, um, they are truly a, uh, a dependent thing. Mm-hmm. There, um, there wouldn't be uh, fishing w- without them right now. Um, and that's kind of a scary thing because they're also uh, they're deleterious to wild runs. There are folks out there that believe there shouldn't be any hatcheries at all and we should let the wild runs uh, have a chance of coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, fish farms are the same, and uh, in in the sense that humans believe that we can keep doing harmful things to the natural world around wild salmon systems, like lo- you know logging in a um, in a way that's um, not sustainable, uh, mining in a way that's not sustainable, and um, and then we'll just make more fish. You know, yeah. we can have our cake and eat it, and that to me is the fundamental problem with that line of thinking right. that, well, we'll just make more fish mm-hmm. and there, we don't have to change our behaviors, which have led to this problem in the first place. Yeah. And it's kind of like with the government making more money, right? Or just make more money. <laughs> right. That's, okay. that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more love from the hip. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech. A collection of sprayers from 2 ounces to 8 ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations? Redness? Post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Years in the making, doctor recommended, and available through Amazon. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A dot com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Peach Fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Conversations Live with Vicki Sinclair airs live every Monday at noon. And now you can also catch the show during drive time at 6 a.m. every Friday. Hear from New York Times bestselling authors, innovative business leaders, cutting-edge health and wellness professionals, award-winning journalists, filmmakers, explorers, and adventurers. Tune in to Conversations Live with Vicki Sinclair, Mondays at noon Pacific time and Fridays at 6 a.m. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several 
clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love From The Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, and that's Love From The Hip, H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing writer, director, and founder of August Island Pictures and fisherman Mark Titus, as well as now joining us on the line will be executive chef, restaurateur, and author Tom Douglas. Tom Douglas, are you there? I am. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So I want to ask you how you got involved in all of this. Well, I was um, asked to donate some appetizers at a party uh, where Mark was uh, showing the uh, kind of preview of his film, The Breach. And I was enamored because uh, salmon is so important to me, not just as a person, but as a business person, uh, as a chef, uh, and as a human. So uh, I watched the trailer, watched the, you know, he was looking for some cash to help get it going further. Mm-hmm. And I certainly have had, uh, uh, I've made lots of money off of selling salmon over the years. And so I thought, it's what I could do in return for that. Yeah. Uh, and now it has turned into a five or six or seven or eight year love affair. Wow. <laughs> okay. And so from a chef's perspective, what can chefs do to help protect the resource in Bristol Bay? Well, there's a couple of things. I think the number one thing is to understand where this beautiful product is coming from, right? So to, to vet your sources so that when you are, are buying this fish, this wild uh, phenomena, uh, that you vet your sources and you know what you're getting and, and you're paying for what you get. Uh, on top of that, uh, you know, we always have to look for things that are certified sustainable and we have done that, and we have a certification for this run, uh, and that's all part of the process of making sure knowing you know your source, how it was caught, and, and those kind of things. Um, and then I think the most important thing a chef can do is spread the gospel. Mm. Uh, you know, if uh, if this fishery goes away, or if it's not supported, or if it's supported at such a paltry, such a paltry amount that the fishermen and the locals can't make a living handling it, then uh, because you're buying farm fish. Uh, then you've undercut the pricing, you've undercut the viability of the fishery, and at the end of the day, uh, those folks uh, who need to feed their kids and need to send them to schools, uh, all the things that they want out of their life uh, need to be satisfied by a paycheck from a mine mm-hmm. instead of the fishery. Uh, so that's, uh, at the end of the day, as Mark and I like to say, you have to eat wild to save wild, and it's really true. It's, uh, it is just one of those things, without the economy around the fishery, uh, people are going to choose another resource, and yeah. uh, we hope that they don't. Okay. And how could it potentially affect your your business and your restaurants? Well, my business, uh, generally, the way we look at it is, you know, we make money off of selling salmon, too, but uh, we only sell it when we can certify that it's caught in a manageable resource sort of way. So it mm-hmm. can affect us by when you, when you hear about a toxic mine spill uh, in Bristol Bay, which is something that, uh, unlike this, uh, issue that we're having with Pebble Mine now before it's built, uh, you'll hear about across the world if that were to happen. And uh, not only will it destroy the natural habitat of the region, but it will destroy the fishery publicity-wise. Nobody's going to want to eat fish from that area. Mm-hmm. So what the mine hasn't destroyed on its own, it will destroy uh, through publicity when a disaster does happen. And let's be clear, it is inevitable that it will happen. Mm, okay. Well, because that brings me to my next question. Um, for both you and Mark. So the breach, the wild, where, where are we going from here? Where do you guys expect to go from here? Well, that's a, a great question, and um, it has been a, 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 an ongoing love here for, for this project and, and these salmon since 2011, and here in 2019 we're planning on um, releasing the sequel to the breach, the wild, in, um, in the springtime, and then taking it across the country to communities uh, everywhere in America uh, to bring this story of wild salmon and Bristol Bay in particular right mm-hmm. into folks' um, hometowns and, uh, um, and, and combine that experience with, um, with, with bringing food from Bristol Bay. 
salmon from Bristol Bay to folks so they can really appreciate what's coming out of there. Yeah. And so aside from spreading awareness and allowing them to eat the wild salmon, what else can they do? I mean, is there an amount of money that can make Pebble Mine go away? I haven't heard. You've got to compare it to the trillions of dollars with a gold and copper in the ground. I can tell you that. That's right. Yeah, yeah they've they've valued the um, the current estimate for the, uh, the the minerals in the ground. There is five hundred billion dollars with a B. Um, wow. Right. So that's a big incentive for people to keep going after that stuff. And um, what what Tom and I've really worked on is incentivizing an economy um, and a uh, an insistence by uh, the American people to support that economy uh, to keep what's intact there intact because mm. it can remain the way that it is in perpetuity if we just take care of it and leave it alone. Right. So is there is there are there any congressmen that we can reach out to? Right. Tom, go ahead. I would say every one of them, uh, you know, whether or not they're supportive of this current administration uh, or not, uh, by getting your voice um, in the queue and, and getting heard, uh, I think you are doing your part to uh, help select uh, the, the end of Pebble Mine. Uh, without that, I would say insisting on uh, eating wild fish uh, or eating this resource of wild fish or knowing where your fish comes from when you go to a restaurant or to a grocery store. Ask the fishmonger. Ask the chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely he'll tell you it's wild even when it's not. Ask to see a certificate of authenticity, right. uh, you know, like we do with our oysters and our mussels and our clams and all the other things that uh, that we have to have USDA uh, protected. Uh, you know, ask for those kind of things. Be a conscious consumer. Be passionate about this fish. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's what we could all do. Well, and from a health standpoint, too. I mean, it's just healthier for you. It is. Uh, there's no question. I mean, especially sockeye salmon from Bristol Bay. I mean, they are what are commonly known in the salmon nerd world as the vegetarians of the, the, the salmon species. They, they eat krill. They eat the, small, the, the lowest point of the food chain, and um, that's why their flesh is so red. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, colored by the, the krill uh, naturally occurring in, in the wilderness. And, um, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't find a healthier protein uh, mm-hmm. than that. So... Uh, another point to, um, you know, what we're proposing with a rollout in 2019 yeah. is, uh, w- you know, we talked about the economy side of it. Is we're also talking about um, really making a push on the legislative side. We're gonna we're gonna carry that message across the country with some um, very actionable ways that that people can directly make their voices heard, um, and that will be in line with a one year timeline, a one-year countdown to when the Pebble Mine is really hoping to have a permit in hand of May of 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's a great way to get the word out and then also let people know how they can actually get involved. So how can my listeners find out more information about this? The best way to um, get involved with the both of these films is uh, to follow us on our social media pages, which is uh, the, our handle is at the wild film. And um, you could certainly go to uh, thewildfilm.com and certainly follow things on any of uh, on tomdouglas.com and uh, go to any of Tom's restaurants. There's lots of messaging about what we're doing here. Okay. And would that also list your upcoming events? Yeah, I, I believe it does. Yes, yeah. it does. Okay. And anything else for you to add, Tom, before we go? No, I appreciate you taking some time out of uh, your show to uh, help inform people about this very important subject. I I wish people would feel um, more passionate about it and understand the, the really the grave danger that this uh, Bristol Bay is in yeah. with this mine. Well, I think what you guys are doing is remarkable. Thank you. So thank you. Thank both. you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for both being here. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Well, that's all the time we have for today, and I want to thank both Mark and Tom again for joining us, and I would also like to thank my fabulous producer, Eric, and you, the listener, and you can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love From The Hip, and that's HYP. Remember, if you are interested in being hypnotized on an online edition of Love From The Hip and sharing your experience with listeners later on the air, or have any questions or comments, then feel free to email me, sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Stick around for the Get Hip segment and tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip. 
and make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare you. In this Get Hep segment, I would like to discuss a recent session I had with a client who came in for hypnotherapy to help curb his sugar cravings. In the session, the client learned that he was given sugar as a reward for good behavior. He actually consciously forgot that that had happened. When he was able to sit with his younger self and acknowledge his good behavior and accolades with just words, he was then able to let go of the need to receive sugar for it. He was also able to look at his taste of sugar as just sweetness and realized he could achieve this in other ways. It was never necessary, it was just a habit that was put into place when he was a young boy. He was able to kick the habit. If you are having a hard time kicking a habit, no matter how absurd it may seem, you most likely have an underlying root reason that was instilled at a young age, and you still can overturn or change it. So email me if you are interested, sakura at lovefromthehip.com, or explore more through hypnotherapy and call 206-730-7429. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. SakuraSkinAndMind.com S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. 